Mark here from Mark 2.0. Brian's my co-host, and we welcome actor Jason Peck, East Coast-based theater artist and educator, actor, director, you name it. Welcome to the podcast, Jason. Thank you so much for having me. A pleasure to be here. Great to have you. Thank you so much. Yeah, this is just such a thrill. And I want to start off by talking about what inspired you to get into the industry to begin with, and then some of your early projects. Yeah, so um, I've been acting probably since I was in elementary school. You know, I, I wasn't ever really good at sports, um, and I kind of jokingly referred to that. You know, there's the there's the position left tackle, left linebacker. I used to joke that I played left out. So basically, <laughs> I, I just I, I, love I, it. I just I just just wasn't very I just wasn't very good. And um, when I was in fourth grade, I did a Halloween play, and um, I kind of felt like, wow, this is something I can kind of do, and I've kind of enjoyed doing this. And my my mom enrolled me, my dad enrolled me in a, a, a acting studio called Young Actor Space, uh, which was a, a an acting studio for teenage television actors. There was Fred Savage went there, Amit Zappa, um, Leonardo DiCaprio, um, Kelly Martin. A lot of kind of like the up and comers in the 80s and 90s um, that were um, uh, kind of uh, uh, big in the 80s and 90s went there and I fell in love with it. And um, I started. Where was that located? That was in Van Nuys, California. Mm. Van Nuys. Oh, so it was right. in the San, okay. San, San Fernando Valley. Yeah. So um, from a very young age, I was acting and. Um, I think my acting instructors liked me because I, I didn't I wasn't actually pursuing it full time just yet. I was just doing mm -hmm. it for the love of craft. Um, so what was kind of cool is that like, you know, we were working on really great material because the material we were working on in class tended to be um, stuff that was episodic television of the time. And we were working on really great theater pieces. So it was it was really neat and got a chance to work with some um, really uh, great uh, theater artists and great actors um, that way. So ever since then, I kind of caught the acting bug and I've been, I've been acting ever since. How much of your day did that take up? I mean, it was like school almost. Yeah. I mean, it, it actually, it was, I mean, you know, I, I'm, I'm a teacher now. I, I teach acting now. And I think about like, in terms of what, I, how many hours of the day I require my students. And it was pretty intense when I think, look back on it, we were rehearsing and we were working three hours a night, twice a week. So from five to 8 p.m. Mondays and Wednesdays, I would go to this acting studio. So um, it was fairly intense for someone who was who was young. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so it was, it was great. Teach us discipline very early, yes. Very, yeah, great discipline. <laughs> really, really great discipline and an opportunity to work with some really great people. So your parents must have had to have a really hands-on role in all this too, right? Yeah, they were very hands-on. I mean, they were very conscious of the fact that, like, they, I think they were just excited that I, their kid who felt, like, left out actually felt in love with something. So I think they were just really, really excited that I was actually enjoying doing something. So that was kind of cool um, to, uh, to have something that basically that they felt that, wow, my, my, my kid is, is succeeding and excelling at something. Um, they weren't really one of, they weren't really stage parents. They really weren't one to like drive me to auditions and stuff like that. It was really more about trying to do something that I really loved and they recognized that I loved it and they wanted to give me that. Um, so, uh, you know, it was only later in life where they basically kind of took on the role. I don't want to say take on the role, but really have been kind of champions and cheerleaders of my career. That's cool. That's good. So where were you born? I was born in uh, Tarzana, California. I was born in LA. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I lived in LA most of my life. Um, I went to Calabasas High School wow. in uh, in the San in the San Fernando Valley, and then I went on to get a degree in acting. I'm a BFA in acting from the University of Southern California, 
And I got my theater degree there, um, did uh, a lot of theater, hooked up with a lot of really kind of cool people in my BFA acting program. And we started a theater company called the Namaste Theater Company in, uh, in Hollywood. We acted and did a lot of shows um, out there. And then um, I was a working actor for a long time out in Los Angeles, um, auditioning, hitting the pavement, uh, going auditions. Um, and uh, so, yeah, so I've been, I've been doing it for a while. So, so it was like, grew up in California, grade school in California. Your parents are from California? Yeah, my dad, my dad, yeah, my, my dad went to Cal State LA. My dad was, uh, lived in LA most of his life. My mom was originally from Texas um, and then met my dad and then they moved out to LA. So we were kind of born, me and my whole family were born and raised in, uh, in California, born, bred and raised in California. Yeah, That's okay. awesome. So, and then you went to, uh, it, it it was so it's the USC film school that you're talking about, right? It was actually then, it was a, it was actually a theater school. So oh. it was a theater. It was which is a lot different than the film school. The film school had these huge, beautiful buildings: the George Lucas Building and the Steven Spielberg Building. And the School of Theater was this little old tennis locker room building where they basically <laughs> had all all of this all the, all, all the theater nice. program <laughs> ran out of the old tennis building so you could tell who gave money to the school you know um, based <laughs> upon where, where, where we had classes but it was still a great experience it was and i worked with some really great professors so it was a really great experience <laughs> that is I great can imagine. great story <laughs> yeah. speaking of george lucas i saw that george so lucas did i yeah love. it was great <laughs> did was laughing hilarious it's hysterical that was fun time. that was fun that was a lot of fun. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Anything you want to share? About yeah, that? well, that, that was that was, that was actually made with some uh, USC alums. Um, we uh, 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 we I think my two years out of graduating from USC, I got hit up by a, um, Joe Nussbaum, who is uh, a director in Hollywood. He's directed a bunch of films, um, and he wanted to kind of make his first short film to kind of launch himself into into Hollywood, um, and he had this great idea of doing this spoof on Shakespeare in Love, but about uh, George Lucas. And uh, almost everybody in that shoot was a USC grad. Mm -hmm. um, and it was a lot of fun. And I played the character of Benji, who was kind of like the kind of stoner, stony roommate. The roommate, the roommate, yeah. I was, I was, I was sorry. We weren't gonna see you again because I'm like, oh my god, this guy just talked about the force. I'm sorry, spoiler, Mark. We can leave <laughs> yeah. that. Everybody who watches this, you've got to go to the link below really? and watch it. You will die laughing. It's like the yeah. coolest Star Wars thing you've ever seen. I swear, it's pretty fun. And pretty fun. Um, yeah, you, you just did a great job. And then I understood oh they're going to keep moving through this whole thing and i'm never going to see jason again you know but, uh, but it was just amazing amazing it was fun it was fun sure. thank you that yeah. was a lot of fun what, what about roswell because growing up oh, roswell, roswell was my favorite show and you played yeah. a, a deputy in 13 episodes yeah mark, i did mark loves roswell I really do yeah no deputy he does nice yeah so i was deputy hansen my thir third season i became sheriff hansen uh mm -hmm. so that was a that was a great experience. I mean, I I I originally booked the role as a co-star, and then um, it was the first episode that we shot after the pilot, and they loved my deadpan delivery, and they said, "Would you mind coming back?" And then they kept on writing for me and writing for me and writing for me, and then I just eventually did a whole bunch of episodes. Jason Kadams, who's just the nicest guy, the showrunner on Roswell, was original uh, who wrote the original pilot and did eventually Friday Night Lights 
was a big fan of mine and um, always was very encouraging, always wanting to bring me back. So that was that was really neat. And I, I made some really close relationships on that show. I became really close with Bill Sadler, uh, the guy who uh, played. Um, oh, yeah. The uh, other share, 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 share Valenti. Um, and we became kind of close. So it was kind of it was it was neat to develop those relationships. What's so cool about a show like that and what happens when you're on for. You know, when you shoot an episodic television, sometimes it feels like you're crashing a party. Like there are all these series regulars and you come in for one episode and you feel like you're dead and everyone knows each other. And then all of a sudden you wrap and, and, and you're never seen again. It's kind of cool when you're doing recurring roles where the writers start to kind of recognize what you as an actor bring to the role. And they actually start crafting and writing for what you bring. So that was a really neat experience um, to actually, you know, get new pages and actually offer up my own feedback. Uh, to the writers of what what do you think about this? So that was always neat. That was really really neat, um, and uh, it was kind of fun to play the kind of the goofy uh, Barney Fife, uh, uh, dumb sheriff, dumb deputy. That was kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, that's it's fun to listen to how these things. I didn't know how things morphed on the spot so much like that. I mean, how long? Yeah. How long was that like that you were on that show? That was, I was on, I was on for three seasons. Um, mm -hmm. uh, you know, ev but every. The first, every, every, when the shows got picked up, it was always like, is the show going to get picked up or not? And I think basically they always did some big, like, you know, press where they had fans send Tabasco because Tabasco was a big kind of like storyline part of uh, a Roswell. They had oh, fans I remember send, that. Yeah. send Tabasco into the producers. So it was originally, it was on the WB network, or if you remember the WB network yeah, for the first season two one seasons. and two. And, and then, then a chance UPN. to UPN, and then UPN the final season. Yeah. So, um, so that was neat. I mean, that actually kind of launched my career in terms of film and t TV. And because of that, I was able to act, get really great representation and went out for a lot of great roles and did a lot of guest starring on television and stuff like that. So that was kind of neat. That was kind of my big break into the industry. So I used neat. to watch King of Queens. Like, uh, yeah, is that, that a good example a of what you're talking about there? That was a great yeah, show. Yeah, that was a great show. That was a really fun um, episode <laughs> to shoot. Jerry, Jerry Stiller, who is just the king of comedy, he has terrible stage fright, and usually, oh. you know, and usually when you're shooting an episodic uh, sitcom, they it's front of a live studio audience. And when we shot this one scene, and this one scene I was in at King Queens, I was a waiter in an all-you-can-eat buffet, and Jerry Stiller, the character, was trying to actually only pay <laughs> yeah. for one meal between the two of them. It was a really, really funny episode. <laughs> but he had terrible stage fright, so he actually had the entire audience cleared, and we performed in front of just empty seats. And it was really it was a, it was an interesting lesson for me as an actor to like always be mindful of the fact that like you know respect your process know what you know that how know what is going to set you up for success and don't be afraid to ask for something that you feel is going to set you up for success. So um, that was a really neat experience. And after we shot it, then they played it live, played it in front of an audience, and they add the laugh track in afterwards. But that was that was a really fun episode and a really fun show to shoot. Really great writers and, and a lot of fun. Interesting. So he did that often? Yeah. And whenever oh. all the time I, on King of Queens. And I think in Seinfeld too as well, that he they they whenever he shot, they would clear the set. No of, kidding. Of audiences. Yeah, yeah. That is fascinating. That. And then there's that uh Christine Applegate show. Uh Jesse? Yeah, Jesse. Jesse. Yeah. That yeah. Was on, yeah, yeah. That was originally on after Friends, I think, on NBC. I did a small mm. little role. I did a small little role on that, which was uh that was a that was that was a fun like one off. I played a delivery man for yeah, for delivering that. flowers. That was yeah, it was good. Delivering flowers for Jesse. Yeah, L.A. Yeah, Law so the was, movie. 
Yeah, I did L.A. Law, the movie. I shot that um, in, I think, early 2000s. Um, and that was uh, the mo a movie of the week. But the plan was for, if it went well, for it to be maybe be a launching of a particular re a reboot. And this was before they were doing all these reboots. I mean, every, everyone's rebooting everything now. But that was before. Dude, but that show was so freaking big. Yeah. yeah it was huge. Large it was huge. Oh, my. You couldn't get away yeah, from it, it in, its in its time. Yeah. But it was really, really fun. That was probably my longest shoot as an actor. We shot for four weeks in Vancouver, and it was kind of cool. They flew me out first class and all those things, all those fun actor perks. So that was really fun to shoot. And I got, I became kind of close to a few people on the set, which was really neat. Um, recently, last year, actually, um, they were shooting the L.A. Law reboot pilot, and I got a call from the producers saying, would I be willing to redo my role that I had from the movie of the week, which was really kind of cool. I mean, I totally unreal. I, when, I so got that's call, Jason like, Brackman? Jason Brackman. I got, the call, <laughs> I, I got the call three times. The first two times, I think I hung up on them because I thought someone was playing a trick on me. And then, and the third, <laughs> the third time I picked it up and I'm glad, I'm glad I did. And I'm yeah. glad I did. So that was, so that was kind of neat. That was a, that was a fun shoot. And unfortunately I didn't get picked up. Um, but it mm. was really great. Corbin Burnson was back and Blair Underwood. It was, it was, I was really surprised because the writing was really sharp. Uh, but it uh, it didn't end up going. As a lot of pilots don't end up kept going. But it was I think it was an expensive show. Is part of is part of the oh, reason. But it was a, okay. But it was really fun. It was really. I, fun I bet Corbin was fun to be around. At least he seems fun. Is he fun, Corbin? So fun. So fun. <laughs> yeah. So fun. <laughs> he looks sounds like a riot. To I'm sure the whole cast. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, Corbin's totally unfiltered. Unfiltered oh. says whatever is on his mind, which is nice. always fun to be around. Fun to be around. Yep. Wow. Unreal. Sorry, Mike. Go ahead. No, that that's fine. Uh, what about uh, Throwstone? Talk about your theater company in Connecticut. Yeah, yeah. So I I have been, you know, I, like I said, I've been acting for a long time, and um, I always theater was always my first love. I mean, I love movies, I love television, but theater is really like my passion, where I, I get my most like joy and where I get the, my most excitement. So. Um, in Connecticut, I was I lived in Connecticut for about five years, and a friend of mine who I went to USC with, um, we both have a passion for theater, and we both had young kids at the time, and we both um, were so consumed with our own day jobs, we really didn't have a time to kind of flex our artistic muscles, and we got together at like a kids' museum one day while we were watching our kids, we had a side conversation while and supervising our kids, and we're like, what kind of theater do you love? And we both had a passion for new work, so we are the only professional theater company in Connecticut solely dedicated to new work. Um, we're a professional company, we're an equity company, hire you know, union actors, um, and we've been doing it now for about six years. And I'm the co-artistic director. So um, it's it's been a really amazing, amazing run, doing some really challenging work, working with some fantastic playwrights. Um, uh, that sounds like year, a lot of work and no money. It, it is a lot of work and it's very little money. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, we, what well, we, my, my partner and I, my, my, <laughs> my partner and I, we're doing all the legwork and we're happy to write the checks for all the artists we want to work with. But That's awesome. for us, for us, it's just about like really wanting to tell really important stories. Um, so that's been uh, a real joy and a passion of mine. And this past summer, even though I don't live in Connecticut anymore, I flew up and, and worked in Connecticut this past summer, which was kind of neat. And the plan is to go back next summer as well. Oh, that's great. That is beautiful. A beautiful thing. So you're going to be appearing in the production of We Will Not Be Silent at Gable Stage in Miami. Can you please? 
enlighten yes. me about that. Yes. So um, it is fairly heavy. It's a David Myers play. It is the story of Sophie Scholl. Sophie Scholl is not a lot of people know about her, but she was the only German during World War II to actually stand up against the Nazis. And she formed an organization called the White Rose. The White Rose was an internal organization of young German students recognizing fascism and Nazism for what it was and actually stood up against the Nazis. Um, and the entire play is an interrogation between this one Nazi whom I'm playing and Sophie Scholl. But in the play itself, um, the character I'm playing is a Nazi. And he says, look, look, I don't agree with Hitler. I think Hitler's a bad guy. But you know what? Inflation's, inflation's down. I can afford There's no crime on the streets. I can afford I, my, my, my kids feel safe. How bad can it really be? And it's really about the moral sacrifices we sometimes make as human beings to get what we want financially and what we're willing to swallow morally in order to tolerate that. So it's an important lesson for today's time too. So I'm I'm, I'm really I'm really excited to work I'll on say. that. Actually, yeah. So we're we we open in early January and it's it's a really challenging challenging piece, um, but I'm very excited to jump in. And you always heard that word Hitler, 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 and you hear about Hitler and what Hitler did and what Hitler was and stuff. But there was a lot of people who were living just normal regular lives that that's that's the thing right i mean the, i mean mm -hmm. the thing that blows my mind sometimes is like you know that that he, that that all of the people that how normal it was they are, that, yeah, uh, yeah and and how many people just turned the other cheek and mm -hmm. kind of closed their eyes to the atrocities that were going on people that went i'm sure the atrocities were probably not even fully told to them probably i'm sure i'm sure it was nice and glazed over you know and if not hidden fully, you know, I'm sure that those German people, if yeah. they'd fully known what yeah. was going on, it would have immediately turned on and, you know, but the power of the media and all that, and it's it's just, it's staggering, really. And yeah, gosh, I, I, bless well, your I, heart I, for doing such a great sure. thing. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, well, I was thinking about, I think about it all the time about, like, if there was 24-hour news cable television back then, what were, what would have happened and how many lives probably would have been saved if there were 24, if there was 24-hour news cycle. But yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 an important story, and I'm I'm really excited to to dive in. It's a really really great story, and it's a new play, which is great. Nice. Amazing. Looking forward to it. Now, what about your uh, acting teaching? Talk talk about yeah, that a little yeah. bit. Yeah, that yeah, must yeah, be yeah. Really I, rewarding for you. It is. It is so rewarding. You know, I when I was in when I was in L.A. working as an actor, um, I hooked up with an organization the Screen Actors Guild, which is the professional union of, of television and uh, film actors, they had an organization called Book Pals, which was an acronym mm -hmm. for Performing Artists for Literacy in Schools. And basically these actors would go into socioeconomically depressed areas. So I would go into some pretty rough areas in Los Angeles and I would teach a drama lesson and read a book to some young kids. And in doing that, I really fell in love with teaching. And I really fell in love with actually that idea of inspiring kids to tell stories and inspiring kids to spark their imaginations. Um, and it was soon after that where even though I was getting my MFA in acting, I always said in the back of my head, I wanted to get, I wanted, I wanted to teach. So I've been teaching now for 15 years and I've been teaching primarily in independent schools. I've taught in Raleigh, North Carolina at a school called St. David's. I was at a school at Brentwood for four years called um, a Brentwood School. I was in Connecticut at a school called St. Luke's and I'm currently at a school called the Benjamin School in Palm Beach Gardens. Um, and in all of those schools, we I, I've, I've head up the theater department. And so what's been really exciting is 
to inspire kids. And just like I've been talking about, you know, um, a We Will Not Be Silent being a really important story, one of the things that I always try to press into my students that yes, while theater can be about entertainment, really theater should be about asking provocative questions and asking ourselves, how can I better the world in which I'm in? And getting kids to buy into that, to buy into that, you know what, film and the, the film theater and TV is not just about having fun, but ask, actually about changing the world and saving the world and actually having teenagers buy into that, which is always a challenge to do, has been a really fulfilling thing. Um, and is a, a feather in my cap because I really enjoyed teaching kids and getting them inspired that way. Um, well, and it's we've been, a huge we've feather because you're the kind of teacher that goes looking for the students that need you the most. You don't run an sure. ad, hey, I'm a teacher, you can pay me, come and get me, here I am, here's my price. You know, there's two kinds of teachers and uh, you're the good kind, bro. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, man. That Thank was you. awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so, so what is the main advice that you're giving to these kids, really? Well, I think the main I think the main advice I tell the kids is, and this is this is true. Well, two two things. One is to be present in the moment that you're in. I think sometimes as a young teenager, it's really easy because I work primarily with high schoolers. It's really easy to be caught up on that grade you just got, or that piece of news your friend just told you, or that guy you have a crush on next period, and you're always either focused on what just happened or what's happening next, and very seldom are you able to truly be in the moment that you're in. And so one of the things I, I talk about in my class is being present, being truly in the moment that you're in, being alive to everything that is happening as it is happening right now without worrying about what just happened or what happened next. That's what I, that's primarily what I teach. And that's primarily, that's, that's my mind philosophy of acting is just be present. But more than anything, just as kind of a large kind of wide, you know, macro view of like, of, of life in theater, I think what I teach more than anything is own you, own who you are. Yeah. I think there's a big pressure, I think, a lot of kids, especially young girls, to always feel like you are having to um, morph yourself to be the person that you think the cool kids want you to be. Um, so I talk a lot about owning yourself, owning your individuality, trying to figure out what your own idiosyncrasy that makes you tick. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of kids seem to be buying into that. We're doing, a, we're doing one of the first uh, high schools in the country we're doing mean girls the, the musical um uh this uh this coming uh, uh april and that's the message of that whole of that whole show basically just owning who you are uh um i'd rather be me and rather be me who i am than be with you and pretending to be someone that i'm not and so that's something that i've been kind of that's my i hope my hope i hope if the kids take away one two things it is be present and own you that's awesome advice, whether you're going to be an actor, director, producer. I mean, that's just a great life approach. I'm, you know, I'm to everything, you know. So, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, that's awesome, man. Um, <clears throat> I'm sorry, Mike, I think I uh, go ahead. No, I, I was going to say, you know, uh, let's say that especially in theater, too. Sure. Sorry, Mike. Mm -hmm. yeah. So if you had unlimited funds to, you know, produce something, would it be I would obviously be with theater, right? It wouldn't be TV or films what would you do obviously you all of your content that you're doing is so meaningful yeah um you know that it it, it probably changes daily because I, I i i set out two years ago to read a play a day <laughs> um so i'm always reading a new play and people ask you what's your favorite play it's usually the play that i'm reading uh right now so um i don't know i mean i i i think i probably um I, I, I like Anton Chekhov a lot, the old playwright. I'd probably be interested in producing some uh, some of his, some of his work. 
Um, what I'd really love to do more than anything, if I had like just an unlimited resources, actually commission a new play is to actually hire a playwright, someone whose work I really love and say, here is a topic that I'm really passionate mm -hmm. about. Write me a play about that and we'll produce it. There that's you what go. That, that's like what it. that's what I love to do. Write me a new play. Write me a new write write, I like write me a new piece. You know, that's a so good that's, perspective. I'm that way with entertainment. My favorite thing is what I'm watching right now because it gets right? pushed yeah. out into the past and I it just goes away. You're right. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, but starting with a clean slate and just a raw subject, yeah, that'd be extremely fulfilling to watch that go all the way. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Sounds like everything you do is pretty, you know, socially relevant too. Those things are important. You try, try to, try to be. I mean, I try. I mean, as much as I can, you know, you know. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm not a director. I'm not a lawyer. You know, I'm. Uh, but what I am is a theater artist, and I try to affect change as much as I can with the work that I do. And for me, it's all about, you know, starting conversations. That's pretty much the mission of our theater company: is provoke, is starting conversations with our community. Um, and that's really how change starts, right? Talking to people, asking yourself, how can I be a better human being? What can I do to help the world? How can I, how can I, what if change can I affect in the world? So that's really kind of like, if I had a thesis, that's kind of my thesis, <laughs> you know, what, what, what start conversations to get the, get, start conversations to actually look inward and try to, you know, get the, make the world a better place. Do you create content? I mean, the, the big screen is so big and television even is so big. Do you create content at the like internet level at all, at the social media or YouTube level at all? Uh, well, I not not really. I mean, I, I also dabble in sound design. I mean, that's also another passion of mine. Um, usually sound when, design. I, hmm. yeah, usually when I'm uh, directing a play, I tend to design my own show. Actually, this we will not be silent. I'm actually designing sound for that play um, as well. Um, what does that entail, so, really? Well, a lot. I mean, it's 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 finding it's finding sounds and asking yourself how do these four or five sounds that might sound interesting in isolation sound together. It's about layering and finding sounds. Um, huh. You know, for for uh, for uh, for we will not be silent. Uh, the director is really wanting kind of loud German noise music, which is kind of like loud industrial kind of punk rock music to play mm. in the uh, transitions to make it feel raw and of this moment so it doesn't feel like kind of a World War, World War II museum piece. So I've been kind of on the hunt for that, listening for music. So a lot of it is basically, you know, searching internet, searching, listening to songs, discovering new bands, discovering new sounds, um, always having an ear for, wow, would that sound, how would that sound be layering upon each other? So always having your ear. I mean, honestly, I mean, having your ear to, to, to the table asking trying to figure out exactly what how would that sound um in this moment so that's been that's kind of a passion that's what i dabble in i don't really i don't really film anything although three years ago because of covid and because we couldn't direct the play i directed my first movie with my students we did a, a film version of this play called she kills monsters uh the school i'm at right now has a really state-of-the-art film program so there's all this really great equipment and we got to use all their toys and basically shoot a movie on a green screen, which was really wow. fun, I had, nice. and I had a friend, and I had a friend of mine who's an animator. The show, uh, the, the show, if, if you're not familiar with it, deals with kind of like uh, these two sisters, and one of the sisters passes away, but the sister who passed away is really into the D and D Dungeons and Dragon world, and the play itself, half the play takes place in Dungeons and Dragon world. So in the Dungeons oh, and Dragon nice. world, we filmed it in front of the green screen and animated it all, which was really kind of neat and oh, really my fun. Goodness. So that was that was that was a good time. So that was my first kind of foray into into directing and stuff like that. And it's challenging, man. I mean, it's it's I I think the the hardest thing for film is it first of all it shoots out of order, 
And unless you have a really great editor and a really great team around you, it's hard. It's not like a, in theater, you know, as much as I, I have a team around me always at my theater company, we always have, we have a really great production staff and people working with me, but on a film, on a film set, you need like a bunch of people to handle all of the different things that goes into making a movie. And, you know, being on, in a school, it was challenging because usually I'm wearing multiple hats. So during the process, I felt like I was running around with, my, with the chicken with my head cut off, but it was a really great experience learning about how to edit. I actually edited the film myself and edited it on um, Final Cut, which was my first time using that program, which was neat. What are your goals right now, really? You've done so much. Well, I mean, you know, I, I right now I try to as much as I can do a play a year. I am, you know, I'm, I'm teaching and directing at school, but I will probably work with my theater company this summer. Hopefully do another show after we will not be silent in the Florida area, but just try to stay relevant and try to, you know, do work that excites me and makes me that I'm passionate about. I'm also a father of two young kids. So try to stay active with my kids' lives and, and, and stuff like that and, and my wife's life and um, and just try to be, you know, a, an all-around decent person, I guess. But I'm always trying to, as much as I can, try to um, fulfill my own and scratch my own artistic itches um, uh, because uh, I think it's important as a theater teacher to show your students that you are not only talking the talk, but you're walking the walk so they can actually see you are modeling what you're teaching in the classroom. So I'm very excited that my kids are gonna have an opportunity to see me act, not to toot my own horn, but so they can actually see that I'm using the text and techniques we're putting in practice in class. They'll be able to see me put it on stage, which is really neat. Oh yeah. So are your students mostly focused on theater then? Is that what they want to do? Well, there I think there's an interesting cross section. I mean, in Florida, this is uh in Florida, there's a big performing arts magnet um mm -hmm. uh, situation. Yeah. So a lot of the kids that are very gung-ho tend to go to the performing arts school. So we tend to get kids that are very, very passionate, mm -hmm. very talented, but aren't necessarily the kids that have said, okay, I want to go on to do this professionally. We do occasionally have some of those kids, but it's usually kids that basically have other interests and theater happens to be one of their other interests. Mm. Um, but we tend to do, we do really good work. Last year, a play we did called All My Sons is an Arthur Miller play. Um, we participate every year in something called the Cappies, which is basically kind of the South Florida version of uh, the high school Tonys. Um, and our play won best play in South Florida last year, which was kind of, which was kind of cool. Um, so, uh, you know, uh, even though we don't, might not have the kids that are all, I'm going to be a professional actor. I think we do good work. And I think part of it is because they bought into this idea that theater really is about starting a conversation. Um, and because they really believe the theater can be an agent of change. Um, I tend to, I think, get pretty decent work from the kids themselves. Hmm. So that's, well, yeah. you're a pro, you're experienced. You really you know, are. You're applying that experience to good causes. And no wonder you're taking first place because you're down in it, giving back to the community where not many people often do, you know? So, uh, you know, it's just a good feeling story one after another with you, Jason. It's just, uh, thank you. It's great, great that you're out there doing, you don't get caught up in all this. I want to be, you know, this and I want to be that. It sounds like you want to give back and just really just kind of stay on the ride that you're on because you love it. That's great. That's it. That's what yeah. it's all about for me. That's awesome. I love. That's and awesome. It, it seems like with you, you noticed that a, you realized at a young age that you wanted to do theater over like TV and films. Is that right? 
Yeah, I mean, I would say that's that's kind of that's kind of fair. I think part of it is that, and you know, maybe this isn't true for every actor, but you know, film and TV shoots out of order, so there isn't the same satisfaction of actually taking a character on a journey and yeah. on a ride. So because of that, I don't know. That's that for me is the fun of it. It's like a roller coaster ride. Where basically you're you're riding all the hills and the valleys, mm -hmm. and at the end you went through it all. And in a film set and a TV set, it's it's different. You know, you're shooting it out of order, and you're basically having to sometimes manufacture and 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 grind yourself to get to some kind of emotional place because the uh, script calls for it. But there isn't necessarily the work that you had. That there there isn't basically the lead up to that moment. When you're having to shoot, so it's a different skill set. I mean, it's really, yeah. it's 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 really hard. That's not to say I don't love film and TV. I absolutely love. No, film I can tell. Yeah, um, but um, but you know, in terms of like the journey and being on the ride, I think theater is the, my, my my biggest passion. And I know what you mean because me, I've done a lot of work as a fly on the wall, you know, extra. And when I found out they were shooting out of order, you know, it, it finally just caught on to me that they're shooting out of order. I'm like. You know what's going on. You know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're kind of confused, yeah. even even as an extra. Well, they they do it for financial reasons, right? So basically, mm. because if 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 everything, you know, if they're going to shoot everything that takes place at the at the coffee shop, because it's going to save them money, they can, they're only going to shoot at the coffee shop for this amount of weeks. So all the scenes at the coffee shop, we're shooting at the coffee shop. So I, I get it, and make it it totally makes fine it makes financial sense, but it's. It's hard. It's hard for an actor. And then it's a you, really yeah, hard and then you thing. Have to piece every single part together. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the edit, the editor is the real. That's the real hard job, right? Like piecing together the, you know, and, and figuring out how, how all that stuff works, and you know, all the, the 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 continuity. And if you, you know, on this particular line, you picked up a fork at this moment, and all those things, all those things, and you know, live theater, you don't have to worry about. It's 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 another, you know, it's it's another skill set. It's hard. Sure. Well, one thing that was good though about like TV and uh well mostly tv is what i did is you know shooting out not only in the studios but on location the location scout finds the best areas across yeah. all of la you know yeah, yeah 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 it was it was fun i mean i remember when we did roswell we always because it took place in new mexico uh we always shot in uh corona which was an area outside yeah. of la because it kind of had that kind of uh, new mexico desert uh um landscape which was kind of which was kind of neat yeah, it was but West Covina but, but, too, right? Or no? Yeah, yeah, Corona, Corona, yeah, Corona, West Covina, yeah. It was, it's so, I mean, LA has so many different, like, I think part of the reason why they love shooting there is that there, there's so many different landscapes in Los oh, Angeles. Oh, 100%. You, you could be in the South Pacific, you could be in the desert, you could be in the sub, you could be in the, in, in the Amazon rainforest. I mean, there's so many different looks in Los Angeles, which is so great about it. Yeah, it really <laughs> is. Well, um, is there anything you want to share with our viewers, Jason? Anywhere uh, like uh, your teaching thing, or uh, I don't know, how do you communicate? I think, I think, well, you know, they can re they can reach out to me. I have my own website. It's www.jasonapec.com. You could research, re reach me on my website. Um, I do do co I do corporate coaching. I do acting coaching. Nice. I coach a lot of kids to get into um, colleges and grad programs if they're interested in auditioning for BFA or MFA programs. And I also do corporate coaching people that basically want to learn how to present themselves um, in a, a corporate set situation. So if they're interested in reaching out Smart. to me, I'd love love really to help them out as much as I can. I could nice. do a whole half hour on that. Maybe we should do that someday. You got any more cool. questions, Mark? <laughs> no. Hey, Jason, this, this was just such an honor, and we're so thrilled to have you on. You know, you're such a great talent, and you do so much for uh, this world, you know? Thank you. 
Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I love John Roswell and the, the Lucas thing. And uh, I hope uh, the future has more in store for us because you're a really great guy, dude. Thanks, yeah. man. Have a good one, guys. Great talking yeah. to you. Great meeting Thanks you. Thanks so much. Right. Appreciate Have it.